With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Listen to Pit Pass. That's right. Thank you, Roger. Welcome back to the second hour of Pit Pass. Pit Pass Moto is an evergreen podcast production. Evergreenpodcast.com hosts a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative shows featuring a wide range of lifestyle and niche programming. Our network features a myriad of entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality. That's Evergreen Podcast Productions. And uh, again, welcome back to the second hour. Our our next guest this hour, after we just got done speaking with uh, The Worm, Larry Pegram, Next up is uh, Moto America superstar racer, Mr. Bobby Fong of the M4 X-Star Suzuki team. How you doing, Bobby? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, buddy. Is, uh, everything going okay over there? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, finishing up some dinner here and uh, got back from the gym not long ago trying to uh, get more recovered for uh, Barbara here in a week and a half. Yeah, you had a rather nasty crash in race one at Pittsburgh. Any? Did you sustain any additional injuries, or, or and uh, how did you put that behind you to put in such a solid race in race two? Um, are we talking about Pittsburgh, or are we talking about um, New Jersey? I think it, he's talking about Jersey because Bobby did two. You went double double, right? You went second place in both races, right? Right down to the wire yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, with Mister Jacobson. My bad. No, yeah, so I, um, I, yeah, I, I crashed in qualifying on, like, the second lap right on my face. Didn't even, didn't even hit my body first. Just went straight to my face. Sweet. And, uh, That's the best kind of it crash. Was like, it was, new. It was like, a new tire new tire thing, and I just kind of went in too hard. Didn't really give the, t- the tires a chance to really break in. Just kind of going for it a little too early and uh, ended up ruining my qualifying side of qualify on uh, the fourth row. And, um, you know, the injury didn't, uh, I didn't get re-injured in the crash because, uh, my, my head hit first, obviously, and, um, just did, slid pretty gracefully. But, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not too happy with second place, but, uh, it's a lot better than going down for sure. Well, and it was, it was a battle all the way to the wire, at least in race two. Was race one, uh, refresh my memory, that close? Yeah, it was honestly, it was just uh, it was the same thing in race two. It was. I mean, it could have gone either way. In, there was a lot more battling in race one, just because there was a lot of us up front for a while, and you know, it was it was pretty exciting for the fans, and there was a lot of back and forth. And uh, the race two, the pace was pretty hot, and PJ definitely had a little pace on me, just because it was his home track and had a uh, lack of track time and whatever excuse I could use. But uh, <laughs> fact of the matter, he had he had. He had a little pace on me, so I knew uh, I just wanted to stick on him for most of the race, and um, I was going to try to make my move in the last lap. There were some spots where he was a lot faster than me, and some I was you know, almost running into him, so it was kind of like a cat-and-mouse deal. But uh, unfortunately, we ended up uh, second, and he uh, closed in on our uh, points lead. So going into Barber, it's definitely going to be a showdown, and uh, I'm ready for it, and just got to be uh, stoic and, you know, go roll with the punches and try to win the thing. Well, you so you got uh, PJ Jacobson, Hayden Gillum, and yourself 
fighting for the super sport title. Do you do you have a plan going to that? Is it ride as hard as you can, see where the chips fall, or do you do you do you ride to protect your your points? What do you do? Yeah, at this point, PJ is so close. I just have to beat PJ. Obviously, keep it on two wheels and beat PJ. Um, and you know, it's kind of hard to have a plan as of right now. And the more I think about it, the more it obviously it's like you know, it, it just puts more pressure on myself. The more I think about it, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> now you've no, had a good- no, no. I'm not really, I'm not really thinking about it too much as of right now. As of a plan for the race, I'm not really thinking about that. I just need to go and treat it like a normal race weekend and go and do my thing and don't let the championship affect how I ride. So, I mean, that's the plan as of right now. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's no game plan. Cause as of right, you never, you can't predict anything in the super sport class this year. You know, it, it's been so up and down and there's been so many riders up front that could battle for, you know, the podium spot. So, um, the new asphalt's going to definitely be, uh, hopefully I, I have no idea. I've heard it, it's tearing up tires uh pretty quickly that moto america is we're talking about even shortening race distance for uh that weekend but uh i'm ready for whatever whatever happens though well tearing up tires means lots of grip and a smooth surface so i i can the only things i foresee happening is guys pushing too hard with all the available grip and then you end up with really spectacular crashes when you've really pushed it into a corner pretty hard uh, but I, I'm looking forward to the, the Barber when it's smooth, at least from riding, is God, it's the best. Uh, I've I've had the fortune of being there when it was freshly paved, and Barber's a great place even when it's you know worn out compared to most racetracks. So I, I got yeah, you know I didn't I didn't think it needed a new surface, but uh, I can't imagine how fast the times are going to be when uh, when we get there. You know, yeah, I, I would heard imagine. that uh, Dunlop. I heard that Dunlop was even going to probably, if it was necessary, make even a harder compound than what we have available right now in the two-week span that we have. Yeah, and there's some so. testing going on there right now, I think. And they've, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they went with a harder compound because, yeah, you're right. I mean, a qualifying tire on a excessively grippy surface that's really smooth. Uh, yeah. I, I foresee crazy. track records happening, really. That's, that's kind of what I would expect. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, the pace would definitely be a consistently, a, you know, a second a lot faster, you know, for sure. Um, but then again, who knows, you know, with, if they're bringing harder tires and all weather, that, who knows? And we always have weather. weather. Last year it rained at least one of the days, um, if not both. And, but you ended up with dry racing Sunday, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, honestly, we got pretty lucky. We, we didn't, I don't remember it being wet last year. I was carrying I an umbrella. It rained early in the day, and okay. I think they pushed the program a little bit on Sunday just to shoot for a gap in the weather. Um, okay. We definitely had umbrellas Sunday. It definitely rained, but I don't know that any of the races would have been what you'd call a wet race. Okay, yeah. You, I don't think so. But, yeah, you never know there um, with the weather, too. So, And, well, if it's, you know, if it has uh, if it's freshly repaved you know it's i'm sure that uh, the wet weather riding will be uh not as bad as some of the tracks we go to i'm sure that would be some grip in the pavement yeah they've done a lot of work at barber as well on drainage uh, the few few very few problem spots that they had you know down by the museum um there was i think 
back in the day, turn 12 or 11 or 12, whatever you call it, to, before you go up and over the tunnel, there was some runoff issues, and I think they fixed all of that before this pave even. Wow. Yeah, and I, I'm definitely going to – I would definitely want it to be dry for sure, especially for the showdown, and, you know, it's, it, it's just more exciting, you know, a, a straight-up battle in the dry instead of wet, wet conditions bring out so many variables and – you know, you just never know what's going to happen. You can't control everything, which you can't anyway when you're racing. But like you say, the variables are, are – there's a lot of question marks when you have a wet race. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a good one for you guys. I'm sure we're going to – I'm sure it's going to be a barn burn. No no chance we're going to see you and uh, you and Mr. Uh, Jacobson go all Heron and uh, – Heron and uh, – oh, um, uh, as like God, that was just one of my favorite years of all time. They both completely threw the title away just so they could have essentially a fist fight for all of us <laughs> for an entire weekend, yeah. and it was it was awesome from a fan's perspective. I know, having talked to both of them vaguely about it, uh, no one brags about that uh, uh, weekend, but God, it was fun to watch when it happened. No yeah, chance, no chance of that. There was went down in the last race in the wet, didn't it? And uh... They were just standing each other up, and they completely gave away the title. Um, you know, that was awesome. Did they give it away to Martin? Was it a yeah. battle? Yeah, no, they were they were the leaders of this of the championship going into the weekend, and they got into the world's greatest uh, pissing match, and they completely lost sight of what was happening. And really, I mean, they just went around the track standing each other up at every single corner, and Martin ran away with it. Brutal. It was Brutal. again from a fan's perspective one of the most fun things to see. There was just it was a lot of fun. Uh, again, I'm sure both of them wish they could take it back, and one of them could be holding that title uh, years later. But they've both gone on to great success. It was it was just interesting to watch. Well, you're definitely not going to see that from me. I'm definitely going to be. <laughs> you're going to keep I'm it a little more it. professional than that. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely don't want to throw it away. For sure, and just you know, being stupid. So, um, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to be keep it a little more. Uh, not trying to stand anybody up. I want to win the right way. And uh, what? So, what else have you been up to this year? Have you been out doing the flat tracking as well, if, at all? No, uh, no, man, I haven't actually. It's been, it's been a, quite of a, a mellow time, and uh, you know, during between the races, just other than just kind of going to the gym and just dealing since pittsburgh just dealing with this dang injury of, of mine and my heel and uh tib fib and my rib area and stuff and back so i've been still dealing with that i'm still on crutches which is just a pain especially during traveling which is completely terrible um i haven't really been riding too much dirt bikes just because you know i, I physically just can't um but before pittsburgh i was uh hit the motocross tracks and waiting for my new uh, 2020 Suzuki 250F to show up. Nice. Nice. Well, and it yeah, showed yeah. up right, probably right as your injury set in. And exactly. No, it really did. Yeah. Have you I ever rode it yet. wondered why they don't put electric start on their motorcycles? I wonder why they haven't changed that motorcycle exactly like the 600. But, uh, you know, it, honestly, they produce such good motorcycles, you know, and, uh, and it's, it said something where they don't change anything for so many years, but yet they're still competitive. So kudos to Suzuki for sure. 
without without doubt. Uh, I mean, at least in the in the case of the GSXR, we can absolutely say fastest guy. I mean, you, clearly you're you're at the front, and we see the same around the world in all various series. Uh, the the bike isn't missing any steps. It does not seem. No, no, it's definitely you know it's uh, definitely an oldie but a goodie for sure, and uh, you know it's still continuing to get better each weekend. Believe it or not. What about your your teammate, uh, uh, Sean Dillon Kelly? Was he seventeen? Yeah, seventeen. He's coming. He's coming on strong. He's doing good, and uh, you know, um, yeah, he, he's coming along pretty good. And then we have a we have a good you know there's good atmosphere under the tent, and you know we share some data, and no, it's it's going along pretty well with uh, Sean and myself. Yeah, he's. Uh, you guys work on and off the track pretty good i mean do you see him as a moto america class champion in the future um yeah you never know i mean uh you know he has he definitely has a speed so i, I don't know if he'll be there in the future who, who knows i mean I, i've seen a lot of fast young riders and uh you know i've seen some that just plateaued as well but it seems like he's learning and getting faster each weekend and uh you know our, the vibe between us um on and off the track are, are good we we race close against each other, but it, it's clean and, you know, off the track we're we're buddies and we share the lounge and no, it's all, it's all good as of right now. You buy him cigarettes cause he's not <laughs> old enough, that kind of cool stuff. Or? <laughs> yeah. Buy him some chew. He just has a dip in all day. It's <laughs> awesome. Hey, I can, yeah. I can get you, I can get you some, some pouches if yeah. you want or whatever they're called with the skull, skull bandits. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. I get you some bandits. <laughs> Sucking on his jewel all day. Yeah, his jewel. I'll go. I can. I can go cast a vote for you in the next election. I can. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, and you got a. You guys have a great team in that M4 team. Uh, Jake Lewis is on the on the big bike. I mean, you guys must be just having a ball out there. How much does uh, Chris Ulrich uh, is? I mean, is he a, a big part of your everyday? Clearly, I'm sure he is at the races. Yeah, you know, Chris is cool, man. I mean, I uh, I call him and give him crap every other day. And just honestly about random things. I just really want to wake I wake up and find things to give him to give him crap about, you know. I literally just find things just to just to torment him. Yeah, but, that's uh, awesome. Than, <laughs> seriously, I, I I always I mess with him and uh no, it's it's pretty cool, man. It's uh he's been awesome to work with and him and John honestly, it's been it's the atmosphere is so good. Uh, underneath the the tent and dealing with everybody, I honestly I can't complain. I'm not just saying that because I'm uh, I'm live here, but it's uh, the atmosphere is awesome. Our guest is Bobby Fong, and we're as we're nearing the end of the interview, I, I want to ask you before switching to the Supersport class this year, you had a pretty good amount of experience racing the thousand cc machines in the Superbike and Stock one thousand classes. Is mm-hmm. getting back back on a big bike a goal of yours? Do you think? you feel your riding style suits one over the other and, and how does that play uh, into your 2020 plans? You know, I could adapt to the thousand and the 600 fairly quick. You know, I could change my riding style. I've just from riding so many different brands over the years. I'm, I'm pretty adaptable. I could change up a lot of things in my riding. Um, but honestly, it, it just depends on what I have for next year. And, I'll I'll ride a thousand. I'll ride a six hundred, and I'll ride a SB six fifty. Um, it's whatever the team uh, wants me to do. If I'm with them four, it's whatever the team uh, wants me to do. And 
you know, I can't claim racing motorcycles is uh, still a dream come true. And yeah, I, honestly, as long as I'm still riding a motorcycle, I'm up for whatever. That's killer. And you got, you've been in this series a long time, Bobby. I mean, I would dare say uh, you're. Everybody thinks I'm so old, man. I wouldn't say you're old, but you're a veteran of the sport, a veteran of the series. I mean, going back to your early years, it was you versus your teammate, Jake, right? East West AMA in the early days of the super sport. Yeah, I never really. uh, Yeah, I raced with Jake a few times, but I was, yeah, I was even there before Jake. Yeah, you are a little before. Yeah, not a little. Probably a couple years. And I was country yeah. when country yeah. wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Bobby. Uh, thanks, guys. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about pizza, but I think we can we can save that for the next one when Scott's here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Boys. Anybody you want to thank before we cut you loose? Um, not just everybody, uh, everybody that's been behind me, obviously, uh, M4S, Bar Suzuki, my coach, Josh Hayes, and, uh, everybody that just had my back, you know, throughout the whole season. All right, Bobby Fong, we, uh, we will send him into the, uh, the twilight as we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up hour number two. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Chad Reed with Monster Energy Yamaha 360 Fly. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.